Welcome to the Mindset Coach Academy podcast. I'm Lindsay Wilson, and I am a high-performance mindset coach, a mom, a former professional athlete, and an entrepreneur. I help coaches and high performers optimize their mindset to improve their coaching, their performance, and those of their athletes, and their lives. Here, you'll learn all about mindset, how to live it, how to teach it, and how to sell it. Hi everybody. Hi guys. Hey. How are you doing? Let's see. Janet, Deb, Pete, Amy, Kalise, and Mel. Hi guys. Hi. Hey there. Welcome to step two of the 6K. Sorry, the six step 100K process. Let me get my notes out. We're going to get right into it. Um, show of hands, how many people did the homework or at least reviewed it? Okay. Um, okay, so I'm going to give a little intro. Mel, you and I have talked a lot about all this. Um, and also, before I forget, I'm interviewing Shay Haddo at 11 o'clock. I put it in the Facebook group, but I just wanted to tell you guys again um, that you guys can attend that live. She has a really interesting business model um, where she does small groups, similar to Brianne. She does small group, but I don't think she has so much of the online component. Um, anyway, I'm going to talk about her journey as a mindset mental performance coach, and you guys are invited to come live. And it's this link. We'll have like a little bit of a, a hopefully a couple minutes break, and then we'll be back on this link. Um, the only thing that I ask if you're on that, obviously you'll be muted, but I also want um, your camera on. Um, because otherwise it looks weird with just names up on the screen. So, um, that's on at, in one hour, I'll be on with her. So, um, that'll be, I think a really fun interview. We'll, we'll put that into a podcast. Um, so come if you can, if you can't, hopefully you'll listen to it. Okay. So you're one offer. All right. So remember, I'm just going to give an overview and then I really want to get into coaching on this. Cause my guess is if you guys have gone through all this, um, hi, Bianca. Um, if you've gone through the process, and even if you haven't, you will be doing it hopefully this next week, if not week, uh, two weeks, um, really dialing into your one offer. So this is one of the most important steps. I mean, they're all important. There's only six of them. So I guess I can't really say that. But I think that this by itself, especially for those of you that have, you know, gotten some clients and figured out how to sell a little bit, this um, uh, focus on one offer is something that can really add a real big like boost to your business because it allows you to focus your energy and get that momentum that you've probably been trying to get and it hasn't worked because you're divided and um, stretched too thin. What it will also do is force you mentally to be really in love with your one offer and force you to get good at selling it without allowing your brain to tell you that, well, if I just offer this thing, then selling is going to be so easy. Um, it, it, it keeps you from getting into like shiny object syndrome. And it really... Um, creates an opportunity to focus your discipline. And what I mean by that is um, I think sometimes when we're business owners, we think that bigger is better and more and changing things. And 
this is the opportunity to say less really is more and actually my discipline and my focus and my um my driven nature of me i'm going to use it in in a way that is simplifying things if that makes sense so it takes that it, that constraint that's where you're going to use like every ounce of your discipline because whether it's this week or next week or one month from now, your brain is going to tell you that this is the wrong offer and that you need to, to try something else. The good news is that we're just talking about doing it for the six months. Okay. So you can have something else new next, but you're probably not going to, you're probably not going to want to because you're going to learn about that constraint and you're going to practice it. Then what it's going to do is it's going to force you to figure it the fuck out. Excuse my language. You are going to learn how to sell this thing. Come hell or high water, that is your goal for the six months. So you're not going to waste time thinking about the next thing that you're going to do. Thinking of, I mean, you can have, you can have a parking lot. That's what I do. I have a parking lot for new ideas. I don't want you to not have new ideas. I just don't want you to act on all of them. Because what it does is you stop and start. You stop and start. You try this thing and then it's harder than you thought it was going to be. So they're like, oh, maybe it wasn't so great. You are going to have the discipline to stick with one thing. And I think I said, no, I said this in the podcast yesterday. Um, what this does, and let me just, if you have a lot of doubts about this or when you do have doubts, let me put it to you this way. Even if you get it wrong, what you are going to learn, meaning, first of all, you're not going to get it wrong. There's no wrong. But even if that's your argument, I have the wrong offer. Even if you get it wrong, you are going to learn how to sell. You are going to learn how to believe in what you sell. And that skill set is going to, you're going to take forever, but also to the next thing that you sell. Okay? So um, I'm trying to think of an analogy. I, I don't have an analogy off the top of my head. But remember, we're on a three-year plan. Okay, why don't you go have some water or go play with the water outside or drink some water? Okay, love you. Um, so you're going to take that skill set and you're going to take it forever and ever. So think of it as, yes, you want this offer to be successful. But really, we're talking about a three-year plan, which some of you aren't familiar yet. That's in step four, I think. We're, we're playing the long game. So we need to learn the skill of selling something. And you cannot learn that skill by constantly changing your offer. You can't. You can't get good at something. And delivering. That's the other thing. That's the other part of this is you're going to sell it and you're going to deliver it. And when you deliver one thing over and over and over and over and over again, you get better at delivering it. It gets easier to deliver it. You get better results. And with those results, it gets easier to sell. Do you see how this works? It is the snowball effect of doing one thing well instead of five or 10 things or more half-assed, okay? So the constraint is gonna get you to move forward faster. Um, let's see, a bunch of people just came on. You guys, I was looking at the Facebook group and I was like, is everybody busy this week? And now everybody's on, this is awesome, okay. Uh, Hi, Michael. Hi, Meredith. Hi, Ken. 
I think I got everybody. So get in your mind what you want coaching on. And I want you to raise your hand. We are going to go through coaching today. Okay. This is where this six-step process, I want you to do the work ahead of time, or if you can do it ahead of time, or at least on your own so that we can focus on, that's why, and oh, I have the workbook done. I'm going to send it to you guys, um, but it's done. It's getting to the design or it's getting to the printer so they can print it and they can um, send it to you. So I'm super pumped about that because you're going to have all the six steps in a beautifully, nicely designed workbook. It probably will be a couple weeks because our printer is slow, just so you know, but you will have that. Um, okay. Let me see if I missed anything. Okay. So you have all the questions to um answer to answer. You know, I mean, this is again, this is building off your the every step is building. And a lot of times you're gonna be answering the same thing, but just in a little bit of a different way. So you know the problem, you know the the problem you're solving, you know your customer. We worked on that last week. If you haven't done that, definitely do that first. We want to go in order. But then it's about what the solution is that you have. Mama, I'm still hot. Okay, love. Uh, I'm coaching. Uh, so you can stay right here, but I'm going to be quiet, okay? Okay. Um, okay. I'm trying to see if there's anything else. You got your one offer. I just want to say again... You'll see this on our mindset check. I don't think that I put this. This is in the, in the workbook, but I don't think I put this in the thing. Um, and I've said this before, but you will hear me say it like one million times. There is no magic offer. Okay. So your brain's going to tell you that there is. And your brain's going to look at what other people have done. You're going to look at what I've done. You're going to look at what Shay's done. You're like, well, that's the thing. If, I, if, that, if my offer was that, then I would be able to sell it. And remember, you're not seeing how long it took that person to figure out how to sell it, right? And, and usually it does take a long time. And that is a skill set that you are going to start developing if you haven't already. But your brain is going to want you to think that it would be so much easier if you just did this other thing. It's not to say we're not going to tweak things. That's not what I mean. But we're going to stick with one thing for six months and figure out how to sell it, okay? Um, the other thing with that, I would say is I, a lot of this, and, and some of this is in step six, where we really fall in love with our offer. We really poke holes in it. And Mel just went through this process, like asking yourself the hard questions about like, why would someone actually buy this? And that's like a really important process to go through. Um, and again, we're not going to do that today, but I just want to sort of prep you for that because the the staying with one offer doesn't mean that you don't tweak it. It doesn't mean that you don't look at it in a really honest kind of critical way um, because you do want to make sure that it fits the problem that your customer has. Okay. Um, so that's all I wanted to say with, um, oh, the other thing that can really happen with your offer is you can want to change it. Or you can get sort of an entitlement about it. Like, um, you know, people um, people spend $800 on an iPhone. Why won't they spend $500 on, you know, a couple sessions of mental training or whatever? And remember we talk about, like, you have to be good at delivering and, and coaching and getting results. And you have to be good at 
and the value of that. And you have to be good at, at communicating that value. And that's on you. You have to put that, that is your job. If they see the value in an iPhone, it's because Apple and the world has told them that that has extreme value. And you have not communicated the value of what you do. So we don't sit here and say, well, and then that's when we get those ideas of like, well, people won't pay for mental training and all these things that makes us feel better. But really, we haven't learned how to sell it. The good news with that is that we have control over that. We can, that is a skill set that anybody can learn and anybody can get better at. Okay. So that's what I wanted to say about your offer. Now let's get into some coaching. Okay. Who wants some coaching? Thank you, sweetheart. Mm -hmm. Who wants some coaching on um, their offer? I guess I'll go, Lindsay. Hey. Thank you. You're welcome. So um, this last weekend, just real quick, this last weekend I was at an AAU basketball tournament and there was a parent or a player that was on my nephew's team that has, and I've watched him, he has some serious in-game emotion problems that turn into a negative downward spiral. So I went and talked to his parents and I felt like I did a really good job like addressing his pain like, hey, I noticed your son has some in-game emotions that turn into, like he was playing this amazing game. He had one mistake and then boom, like in the first, in the next 30 seconds, he had three fouls and it's just based off of frustration. So I did a really, and I did a really good job identifying that and talked to them for like 15 minutes about what I do and whatever. And I thought it was hook, line and sinker, but um, I told them I sent them some emails or I sent them an email based on like what I offer, what I do. And it's been ghost town. So um just kind of i know i i'm expecting i'm expecting those you know in those types of things but um just kind of that's where i'm at with that or that's what happened over the this past weekend but i'm i'm patting myself on the back for going up and starting to talk to parents and doing those types of things because i mean it's not easy it wasn't it wasn't hard but it wasn't easy at the same time absolutely so um so I feel pretty good about that. Like I got, I got that out of the way and now, now it's going to be, I feel like it's going to be easier to go and talk to people. Um, but based on last week's conversation, that's, that's who I focused on. I, I totally focused on the parent and I, I really like the pain and pleasure thing. Cause that was easy for me to go and sell. I, I can see your kids having these issues. Here's, here's what I can do for him to help him not have those issues in the, in the, in the future. Mm -hmm. So, um, that's kind of where that's at. Uh, I don't know if you have any advice or thoughts or if there's any more you want to ask or. Well, I think the, um, the key with, um, any of these opportunities is some sort of evaluation afterwards because yes, I want you to feel good up and proud of yourself for talking to them. I want you to, uh, feel good about whatever went well, but it wasn't a sale, a sale. And even when it is a sale, we have to evaluate so that every time we get a little bit better, because the difference between someone saying yes and saying no 
is sometimes so slight. Right. You no, know, it's like I hesitated or I wasn't ready to take a credit card or um, I, I was thinking that I wasn't sure they were going to buy while I was talking to them. That like that inner thought alone is something that people pick up on and and it, they don't know why they say no because you've talked about the problem they want it to be solved but they don't buy and this is why we're sticking with one offer because figuring out how to sell that one thing is going to take a whole lot of no's and it's going to take a whole lot of you evaluating really honestly and just like we do with post game it's critiquing it's not criticizing it's like very simple. Like what went well? Well, I was super brave to go talk to them. I talked about the problem really well, I think, but I didn't, what went well, what didn't go well? And what would, what would you do different next time? Like those three questions, and this is in the workbook too, like a very simple post conversation, post uh, discovery call, post workshop evaluation is going to help you every single time just get a little bit better. Yeah, and I've been going to build on itself. Yeah, I shouldn't. They haven't said no. They haven't said anything. Like I have, so I don't know. I guess silence is a no at this point. Um, and I have been racking my brain for the last since Sunday since I talked to him. Like, okay, how come they? Like, I sent them the email. I expected. I was pretty proud. I was pretty excited about. It. Like, oh, they should respond within an hour. Because when I was talking to them, they were all in. So, like you say, something. I don't know. I'm not sure. You know, if it was the pricing or whatever, I'm not 100 percent sure because, like I said, they haven't they haven't. Did you talk to him about the pricing in when you're talking to him? I didn't there, no. But um, okay. I think that'll be something that I'll definitely add into the conversation for sure but next time. What is your pricing? What is your offer? I do so. I do three sessions for 400, and then eight sessions for 1,050. Okay, so it's not the price. Yeah. Or, or I should say, not. Um, uh, uh, that's not what I would need to say. I would say that that's, um, it, it's not too expensive, I guess I was saying, but the, the, the key from a psychological perspective is there has to be so much value there that they're like, oh yeah, of course. And that depends on the person too. Right. But here's the thing, guys. What you may also see with this Pete, and thank you for bringing this up because this is all the things that I'm talking about are so much harder in the beginning. Okay. The, those of you that are getting your first clients, this is the hardest process you will go through from a sales standpoint. It gets easier. I promise. Um, but you're still figuring out how to communicate the value in a way that's not desperate or graspy or hoping or, um, and, and the problem is, is that the numbers of talking to one person and thinking that they are a yes before you've gotten paid is too much pressure for you. I mean, I've literally had people say yes for the certification, given them the link. They were like, yep, I just got to go upstairs and get my credit card. 
and they don't fucking join. Do you know what I mean? Like, it is not a yes until they have paid, period. So, um, but the problem is, is when you're talking about one person, your numbers are so small that how do we do that? And Mel's doing this right now. How do you, how do you 10 times that? How do you have those conversations with 10 people, 20 people, 30 people? That's how you're going to get, and that's again, why you can only do one offer. Can you do that for 30 people? Have those conversations. And if you have 30 conversations like you had the other day, every single one is going to be a little bit better. And not every single one is going to be this big pressure of like, I thought they were a yes. You're not going to care. Well, you're not going to care, but you're just going to be like, okay. Hey guys, if you are and then you're going to put them on your newsletter coach, or and maybe like you at some point have a little baby business as a mental prob- performance coach, say yes, I want to invite you to download my free newsletter. What do you think about that? Which is how to become a mental performance coach. Yeah, I think it's coach. good. I was writing, guys, I was I writing notes pretty much so the whole time you were talking. Information into this um, book because yeah, I, I think so back many of, of you, you know, just even my personal, my career that I'm at right now, like I can remember when I first started selling some education stuff too, like I got no's all the time and eventually my conversations just got... It's all in this book. Go to positive performance training. I started getting more yeses than no's. I still get no's once in a while too, but I think it is. I think it's truly just defining 100%. Like I did this one offer. I did some of this stuff and um, I feel pretty confident about what I want to offer. Um, And I, I totally went away from sports specific, like you talked about earlier, and just focused on, I just want to help people with mental stress of athletics, right? That's 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 my focus and that's going to be that's going to be my offer and i i mean i i'm not going to go towards sports that i'm not real comfortable with so i'm going to try to navigate towards sports that i'm more comfortable with but mm-hmm. um i think that's just narrowing that down and being able to figure that out um will definitely help in the next conversations down the road for sure and here's what i'll say um pete is with your sales experience you will pick up on this stuff faster Mm-hmm. But there is something different about selling yourself. Yep, and there's the positive of being passionate about what you do and believing that people need it. That is a positive. On the flip side, we can also be more attached to the result because it feels more personal because it is right. or it can be. And so for you, a lot of it is going to be managing your thoughts about the selling. So again, is it, um, do you even, when you're going into these calls or these conversations, or even when you're writing the emails, guys, this is like very like, uh, um, it was going to maybe sound woo woo, but it absolutely comes across what your mental state is. If you're feeling like I need the sale or, um, I, I think that, um, I'm, or I'm worried I, I haven't delivered this. This is gonna be my first sale. Um, I hope they like it. Like whatever your inner thoughts are, they're going to come across. And so that's why we always have to manage um, our own mindset because it, it like, it's like through osmosis or something. It comes across with who we're talking to. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, It comes across in how we interact with those people. And just a little bit of like desperate or graspy, they pick up on. They don't know why. They would never tell you that in their feedback, but they will say no because they don't feel that 
like evenness from you. They don't feel that like, yes, he believes in it and he doesn't care if we, if we say yes or no, it's like this weird balance. Um, and again, that's why we have to evaluate every single time, just a little bit, just paying attention without critiquing yourself, thinking of what went well and what we can improve and you will get better. I promise. Yeah. I mean, the bonus is I got an email address out of them. So they just go on my email list. And when I start sending out mass emails to certain things, they're just going to be on that list. So yeah, eventually, yeah. maybe eventually, maybe not, whatever. And you don't know where you're meeting people. Like if they're in enough pain to take action, you know, it right. seems like it, but maybe they yeah. weren't. Right. Cool. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for sharing. What else guys? What else, What other offers do you want to talk about? Ken. Can I do a follow-up question with Pete? Yes, of course. Pete, after the uh, initial email, did you follow up with them? With I did. Um, so this is this was me self-reflecting as I was doing this pre-work. I looked at my I looked at my email and it felt it didn't feel personal enough. It felt like very businesslike because I don't know why. Um, it felt very businesslike, and then I was like, "Ah, oh, you know what? I should, I should do a follow-up." So I did a um, a follow-up on a text message, just to make sure that for basically just to make sure that they got the email, because um, I didn't know if it maybe went to their spam or whatever. I just did a quick, "Hey, just following up to see if you got the email. I really enjoyed talking to you last week. Really want to help out your son. Um, please reach out." And that's that's really where it's at. When you included the follow-up, did you remind them of the pain point that they had agreed to? Okay. I did. Yep. A hundred percent. Um, and then I did the pain and the pleasure with that as well. Like, um, really want to help, um, really want to help him out with his in-game emotions. They got some strategies that can help turn those into positive responses is what I did. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. But Ken's right. I mean, you're going to look at not only the conversation, but you're going to look at the follow-up. You're going to look at, yep. um, you know, and this next week we're going to be talking about something called the PSSR. So you're going to, you're going to be working on being really clear about the problem and the solution. Um, what we call the success path, which is how you take them through. Um, and you just, you want to start gleaning what are, and I don't know if, if this was like an ideal customer um, and even like a best ideal customer, um, which we'll be talking about that in a couple of weeks too. Um, what would, what would, what is your best guess on their objections? Why do you think uh, they said no? Are you asking, you're asking me that? Yeah. I mean, what do you think? Were there any little things that they hesitated on or, um, why do you think they, they didn't take any action? Well, when I originally talked when I introduced myself and I said that I'm a mindset coach and wanted to talk to them about doing some mindset training for their son, they're like, well, what is that? So then I kind of educated them on that a little bit. I think it's just the, uh, maybe the uncomfortableness of not knowing what mindset training truly is, is what's holding them back would be my guess. Cause it's just not a, I wouldn't say it's not a thing around here. It's just not really not around here. Um, I just don't think it's a real common thing that a lot of people know about. And I think there's maybe my son doesn't have this issue. I mean, I, I identified it with them and they agreed. Um, so I just don't know if they're real comfortable with mindset training at this point would be, would be my 
first guess. And is there anything that you can do to make them feel safe and clear? And I, I honestly thought I did in the conversation that we had, because like I said, once I said, um, I can help your son, like, I mean, the mom was, the mom was kind of hesitant. And once I started explaining some things, like she engaged in the conversation, like was asking a lot of questions and was doing a lot of stuff. And I'm like, this is a sale for sure. Um, but ultimately I don't, I don't know. Um, I, I can certainly think about that. Like, um, I just got some testimonials from some of my practice clients I could share with them mm -hmm. because some of them really talked about how they felt like their daughter had a great place to just vent about mental stressors in sports. Mm -hmm. um, and then that they felt really comfortable with me as their mindset coach. Yeah. So, I mean, I could share that with them. Yeah. Um, but I don't want to over like overstock either. Like, Hey, here's another email. Here's another communication. Like, yeah, I, I think, you know, whether you take action on it or not, again, this is just the evaluation of right. like, how do you make people feel safe enough to say yes? And again, this is why we need one offer because yep. this is hard. I mean, you guys, I've done the Mindset Coach Academy like eight times and every time I'm like, okay, so for someone coming in that hasn't met me, what do they need to know to feel safe? Every time we do just something a little bit different, we tweak something to just try to get people moving forward, the right people, I should say, moving forward with little tweaks and little things that just make it a little bit clearer for them or a little bit easier for them to, to say yes. And then that's just the evaluation of like, I don't know, maybe you could have gotten them on a, a call with their son and you could have had it scheduled. I don't know. I'm just saying like, you know, right. and maybe that was a free call. And then that's when you actually sell because whatever people's doubts are, you know, the, the, the term time kills all sales, right? Whatever their doubts are, something. To stop, 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 stop. Turn it off. Try to get no, you can go upstairs if you want to play. Um, whatever those doubts are, whatever their objections are, they just grow when you're not in front of them. Right. And so um, just knowing that is really, really important um, so that you can maybe address some of those and get them ready to take some action right away. Right. I did offer them a, dis you know, like, hey, I'd like to set up. I did have that in that conversation. Like, I would like to set up a discovery call with the three of you and discuss, you know, kind of how things work and. Um, see if this is the right fit for them. And they're like, yeah, that sounds good. Send us some times. And I, like I said, um, who know? ultimately right now, like I said, they haven't said no, but they haven't said yes. So I'm chalking it off as fingers crossed that all of a sudden I'll get a message from them. But um, I'm obviously really reflecting a lot on this whole, this whole transaction, if you will. And then, you know, making notes and trying to figure out how to do it better next time. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, Mel's asking about the belief triangle. We'll talk about that a little bit in step four, but basically, you know, um, it is a good point. It's like, um, what we need in every situation to sell. Thanks Mel. We have to believe in ourselves, which we've done a lot of work on that, right? We've done a lot of work on that. We have to believe in our offer or our product. And you've done in this case, Pete, because you have those testimonials and you've gotten that experience. 
And then we also have to believe in our customer. And we have to believe that they're ready to take this. They can actually get results. Um, and that could be a specific customer. That could just be customers in general that they're going to be there getting the work. So like we have to shore up each one of those. Cause if we go into the sale thinking, I'm not sure if I can deliver, it's not a sale. If we're not sure that our product or our service can deliver, it's not a sale. If we're not sure that they're the right ones or that they're going to step up or that they're willing to invest in this, it's not a sale. So that's a, another sort of framework that you can kind of work through, but I definitely think evaluating and then, this is the hard work of starting your business. This is the work. It, and, and I want you to just focus on this being the work, not the result of getting sales. I mean, of course, we're going to focus on getting sales and we want you to get sales, but we're going to have to get our numbers up. And that means conversation. By, and this is exactly why we're not encouraging you to go run out and start a YouTube channel or, you know, post on social media 10 times a day. You need to have conversations with humans that are hard, that are probably no or even worse, like you're experiencing getting ghosted. And you're going to do that over and over and over again, because you're not getting to 100K without that. I can promise you there is no skipping these steps. There is no shortcuts to getting a small group program or an online program or any of those things. These conversations, you have to get through these. And that's probably forever, but you'll have less conversations and more delivering content and coaching as you build up. But in the beginning, it's gonna be a whole lot of this, learning to sell, business development, marketing, all that stuff, and less coaching. And then that's going to even out to maybe 50-50. And then eventually, maybe it's going to be more coaching. Maybe. Okay? So this is the work that all of you guys need to be doing. Okay, cool. Who else wants to be coached on their offer? Thank you, Pete. That was helpful. What's going on? okay if it's not totally flushed out. What's the hold up, people? Oh. Um. I was holding back because I did not do the homework because I've been talking with you through another program. So guys, um, you know, I don't know how if you guys all know Mel, but Mel is one of my 100K clients, her and her partner, Alicia. Do you want to tell them real quick, Mel? Because I think you might be coming to, she just comes ra randomly, but you might be coming to a couple more of these calls. Can you just tell them exactly what you're doing? Consistent. Yes. Uh, so uh, our business started um, trying to figure out how to do mental performance with teams. Uh, we started in 2017 um, and we started a podcast, basically just like, hey, let's just talk about this stuff and see where it leads. Uh, my business partner is one who works with teams um, when it's uh, people who know her through her coaching. It's an easy sell. She's made a ton of money that way. Uh, what I want to do is work with coaches. And for a while, I wasn't 
actively coaching. So that, that triangle was a big aha for me. Um, like wondering why I didn't have confidence in selling something to coaches was because uh, I wasn't that great of a coach <laughs> before. So getting back in is finally giving me that like, okay, I do know what I'm talking about. I can do this. I'm getting the results. Um, and now I'm trying to create a new program based on uh, the stuff I've been doing with my teams to just help coaches make a bigger impact. And where I started with all the the mental skills that I learned in sports psychology and that stuff that was just too much for most coaches now finally getting down to, okay, how can we coaches show up our best to impact people? So that's where I'm currently at and working through that offer. So <laughs> starting to get there. Um, so at this point of progress, progress, I guess I'm working on getting my beta group in the next uh, couple weeks. Yeah. Okay. So tell us about that offer. And what you want coaching? Excuse me. I got kids too. So warning. Uh, <laughs> so I actually just texted Alicia, um, kind of had an aha of I we were selling culture. Like, hey, Bill called everyone wants to talk about culture. Um, but the aha I just had was instead of I was talking about culture killers and then attitudes and motivation and da-da-da-da. Um, but now I think like my one offer is about the coach making an impact. So I think I want to focus now on speaking to impact blocks, like the things that are preventing us from helping the way we know we can. I get so many complaints of like, if she would just believe me <laughs> that how good she could be um, trying to get coaches able to bust through a couple of those. Although we know it takes a lot of time and one of us to break through some of those deeper ones. Um, but as Lindsay knows, love to overcomplicate things so this is where I would love coaching on like where you see this going okay so tell me um I, I mean I know some of this but I don't have it right in front of me tell me um what the offer is so my offer is a three-month program or I take you through four steps first is uh defining what you want your culture to be what are the the most important things to you so you can narrow in um, and try to ignore all the other distractions. Uh, step two would be figuring out like, hey, what are the blocks that are most likely going to come up? Um, each team will be different, but there are definite trends, <laughs> definite things that will come up every year. Um, the third step will be, okay, well, how are you going to make sure you're noticing those things? Um, so like, what are your blocks? For me, it was always getting stuck in the weeds of like, oh, I got to plan practice, got to do this, got to do that, got to cover this, got to talk to this person. And then I missed the big red flag right in front of my face. Uh, and then step four is then how uh, will you keep yourself in that uh, perspective longer? Okay, tell so me basically, three months and it's a uh, small group. Mm -hmm. you're trying to do a beta group and how much are you charging mm -hmm. uh 497 for the beta and it's uh once a week it'll be spread out so that was another uh roadblock that came up with the coaches is if i had a bunch of weekly things they felt like they weren't going to get it all done so i just have four virtual set virtual hours planned throughout the three months and then a group where we can all um, talk anytime in between. Uh, like a Facebook group or something? Mm -hmm. Probably be Facebook. Yeah. Okay. 
And what's your, what's been the feedback from talking to um, coaches? No, only had the one. So <laughs> I have coaches who I worked with, with the culture stuff before um, that I want to get on calls and invite them. Um, I sent an email to whim guys and I was very surprised to get interest back. <laughs> I wasn't prepared. Uh, so whoops. So that first call, she was like, I'm in. Uh, sounds great. I need this. She has big lofty coaching goals. Um, didn't come back with any objections yet. So okay, hold, follow on, up, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You were yeah, yeah. surprised that you got interest. Yes. Quickly. I wasn't surprised in general, but I was surprised to get an email back that day and I didn't have the offer or the okay. link ready like you told me. So this is where this is going to be some area for you that every email you write mm. you should be in the space of like not expecting entitlement, right? This is the balance, right? Not like also recognizing people are busy and it will probably take five emails to get them, right? That's You are in that energy, but it's a balance, right? Because you also have to write and be like, if people don't take me up on this, they're fucking crazy. This and is I felt that right. Yeah, this is the absolute best thing they could spend their money on. Mm -hmm. Right? And it's like, it's that balance of thinking this is like the coolest thing. And if they're saying no or not responding, it's because I haven't explained it well enough. Do you feel that balance of like, this thing is so great. They're going to say yes. And if they don't, that's on me. Not in a shame blame thing, but in a like, great. I have my work cut out for me. I just need to keep in front of them. I just need to keep mm -hmm. explaining. Like, it's almost like, well, clear. It's like, I don't know. It'd be like, uh, it'd be like, I don't know. It's someone saying no on a date or something. And you're like, well, clearly they're like, they just don't get how awesome I am. Not that you're going to explain it, but you know what I mean? It's like, it's like, it's not a hit to your ego. You're just like, or they're not the right fit, right? Like we just don't mm -hmm. match. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's where you're going to have to do that balance. Um, and for you, as we talked about on Voxer, like it's the numbers game. Like we mm -hmm. need to get this out to thousands of people, not five or whatever. You know, so then you're, you're having these conversations, you're getting better, you're getting people on and you're ready to take their money. How does that feel? Exciting. I wrote down what, passionate, what but detached. doing that? Uh, nothing. Cause now I feel like it's in alignment with this boot camp that I scheduled before nailing in this, but I think it's going to be great. Um, nothing. Okay. So tell me again, you're starting, you're, you're, are you ready to take money? Yes, now I am. Okay. So today you're ready to take money. It's mm -hmm. starting when? Oh God. It's starting the Wednesday, the 17th, Wednesday, August 17th. <laughs> the actual, uh, three months. Mm -hmm. And the person that said yes the other day, have you gotten their money yet? Nope. That was oh. yesterday. Okay. But why haven't you gotten their money yet? Good question. We'll have to follow up and ask. 
So I think this is where it's like, I think there's still some underlying doubts and it's, it's a balance, right? Again, because you're going to want to move forward and get like these conversations, but there's something keeping you from like emailing your list and emailing them again and then again and you're also doing this boot camp right this mm -hmm. i think that's distracting right now okay so when is that uh the 7th of august august 7th excuse me okay i mean how can you get 10 people in your beta group what's the quickest way to get 10 people in call people i've been talking with for years do you have a list yes I'm stalling on actually calling them. <laughs> Why do you think you're stalling? In the past, it's been fear of it working out and then me not being able to follow through. Uh, for everyone else listening, I, when I got back into coaching, I also have an associate AD role. So like for this afternoon, kids are home <laughs> and I'm trying to figure out compliance. <laughs> Nancy that will like like worried about follow through. Mm. So I think I just need to remind myself, like, no, I've structured it so I can <laughs> be plenty spaced out. I've structured it so that I will have plenty of time and energy to help these people who I already know too. So this is I think where I, I know and I, trust me, I know how hard it is with kids around, but I think this is the work that you're gonna have to do because if you're going into any of these calls worried that you're not going to be able to deliver in really small ways, you are going to self-sabotage or push people away. You have to get to the place where, again, I, th I think you should easily be able to get 10 people if your thoughts are clean. Mm -hmm. If you're in the space of like, I'm going to go into these 10 calls. And again, whatever your, your secret sauce is, this is the best money they could spend their, the best way they could spend their money. This is such a great deal for the right person. This is going to be such a great experience. This is how they're going to feel at the end of those three months. But if you're going in with this, like, oh shit, I don't know if I can deliver this, which means I don't know if it's worth it, which means I don't know if the value matches the price. Mm-hmm then they're gonna pick up on that. And again, they're not gonna know why, they're just not gonna purchase. And then you have a self-fulfilling prophecy where you're like, I don't know if I can sell. I don't know if this, I don't know if this is the right offer. Maybe it's the wrong offer. Maybe I should sell something else. Mm -hmm. And again, it's not like you can't tweak it. But and I literally forget, it. that's my biggest problem. I literally like, what did I, what did I write out? <laughs> so I think I I'm gonna print it out. <laughs> Look at oh, it every day. Like, yes, on it's the offer? I got this. Well, that's where you're and gonna it every the time. Delivery. Because the offer, I can listen to the thing I sent you. I feel really good about that. So what do you what do you what My are you not sure about? What what are you not sure about? Delivery, following through on delivery. Like you're not you're not sure about the, how much time it's gonna take. Yeah, I know how much time it'll take i just honestly i forget and then i get 
I don't know, catastrophize a bit in my head, like, but what if? <laughs> yeah, so that's the work that I would do is really sitting down and journaling about that, about the results mm -hmm. that you're promising. And that's also where you're going to keep it contained. You know, this is not the, for th three months meeting four times is not going to be the only coaching experience that they're ever going to need. You know, it's going to be, this is the results. And then you're going to have alignment with what you say you're going to deliver and not overpromise, and be clear about what you're delivering, what you're not delivering, not trying to cram it all in. You know, like a, a couple of weeks ago, someone was asking me about the certification and they're like, well, you, are you going to teach me how to scale my business? And I was like, no, no, I'm not. Not in four months. I'm not. You know, and so it's like for you, it's it's that's going to be clear, too, because if I think before I'd have been like, well, I know, but, you know, I wouldn't have promised that. But I've been like, yeah, I mean, you're going to see what I do. And now I'm like, no, no. You're, first of all, you're not going to be ready for that. That's the main reason. But also like, no. So I think for you, too, it's like zeroing in. And again, this is why we can only do it with one thing. Because it's really complicated. The stuff gets can get really complicated. Um and but but Mel, I think you're at the place where you need to have all of the things down. You need to iterate every single time on what people's objections are, what their questions are, and you need to clean up your damn thoughts about this. Because you have a list of what 800 people that should all be hearing about this, and you should have a link to schedule a 15 minute discovery call. And maybe you block those out and your husband has the kids and it's two hours and you have eight of them back to back, six of them back to back. And it's like, that's it. That's what you're going to do. And it's Friday morning. Like you can figure this out. I think it's your thoughts are really wavering. They're not when you actually sit down and talk about how excited you are about this program, but they are when you're not in that mode which means those doubts are just creeping in and they're growing. So you, that's what you need to do. You need to clean up your thoughts. Otherwise, you're just going to self-sabotage. That's what I think. How does that feel? That, yeah, that feels much better. I think identifying the block was what took forever now yeah, I just need to the, keep get myself out of it well I think the, and I think the boot camp is great but you don't have to do anything on that right now and imagine how much better that's going to feel when you have 10 people in your boot camp mm -hmm. your, uh program mm -hmm. so she's doing a boot camp she was going to do it as, a, as part of the launch but now she's just going to do it as a business development like lead nurturing thing probably for next launch so first step is to fill up your beta. Quickest way to do that, do it. All right, guys, what else? We got time for one, maybe two more people. What did, thanks Mel for sharing that. You got it.
I'll go. Amy. <laughs> so I've got, I mean, I've got everything laid out. I just haven't launched it. And I think it's just, um, for me right now, it's time. At least that's what I'm telling myself. I think that, I mean, like I've never believed in myself more than I do now. Like it's only taken me five years to get to this point, but like I have like more confidence in myself and what in the product that I'm offering. I have, I mean, I have it planned out to a T. I can see myself doing it. I, you know, everything. Like I, I get excited thinking about it. Like I, I, like I said, I have more belief in myself than I ever have. And at least I'm telling myself that it's time. I, I, I don't know what else it is at this point because I've got, I know people, I know people are going to sign up for what I offer. Like, you know, and I'm okay, even if it's five people, but I know I'm going to get more people. And I also know that I could launch it in, in the world of hockey. Cause I've got, I've got tons of connections there. I can launch it in the world of swimming. I can launch it in the world of golf right now. And, um, I just haven't done it. So, and I honestly, I don't think it's a fear of failure anymore. I don't think it's a fear. It's, I don't know what it is. Okay. So what is the offer? Um, it is a, um, four month, I think it's four months, four month, um, basically mental performance, um, deal where we meet once a week or not once a week, once a month, um, as a group live that will be recorded. And then, um, each week, uh, will be like a different type of activity for them to work on, focus on with a Facebook group. Um, and they also get, um, I can't remember what I said exactly. They also get at least one, one, uh, 30 minute one-on-one -on -one time with me. Over the course of four months or every month? Uh, I think I said every month. And how much is that? Right now it's priced at $399, but as I haven't launched it yet, so I think it would be more than that. So um, like I said, the, the group that I put it out for was a hockey group that I'm the mental performance consultant with. So I discounted it um, for them because they've given me a lot of business, but um, I so want to take it outside the group. Have you run this before? Nope. Okay. Um, and who do you want to take it to first? Probably the hockey, probably hockey or swimming. Okay. If you have to choose one, which one? <laughs> um, probably hockey. That's where most of my clients are right now. Most of my one-on-one -on -one clients. Um, that's what I'm excited about. And would you be moving over people that are one-on-one -on -one clients into this group? Possibly, yes. Okay. And do people, and is it, so is it all going to be returners or is it going to be new people? No, I mean, I would target new people first, but I would also offer that. I would offer it to the people that I've worked with that want to continue or refresh. Um, yes. Okay. And how many people do you want to get in? 
um, I would be happy with 10 to 15 at first. what um and when would you start it i mean maybe august maybe september so i think i mean i don't know it, it seems like there and so would you be cutting back on your one-on-ones then yes i think i would have to And I just feel like, yeah, I mean, it, and it's interesting because I've got a lot like, I mean, I know I've got, I've got some people that I know are going to start up one on one. So I think I'm having a hard time also like, and the ones that want to start off one on one, and I think I've got this opportunity to start working with uh, a D1 golf team. So, like, I don't want to say no to those opportunities. But I also know I need to start doing the small group stuff so um so yeah i think i think i'd have to cut back on the on the one-on-one -on -one. and i know i need to i think i'm just having a hard time saying no to that too so uh it seems like like the hard part about getting something like this started is there is a there is a feeling that you have to have like it all figured out right and you have to have enough figured out to put your line in the sand and say we're starting september whatever and we're doing it for four months and this is how much it is and it's on thursday nights and you have to get all that set and that part is scary and i would say that it probably is a huge fear of failure my guess is because the thing with small group is you are really putting you can't waver do you know what i mean but also if you give yourself enough time you 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 have to have something set and then the rest of it you're going to figure out as you go meaning the content or um you know the exact start date maybe you have that you know it's in september or whatever and but there is something really scary and i go through it every time i launch the certification there's that visceral feeling of what if no one shows up what if i throw the birthday party and no one comes that is a scary thing but here's the thing that i also and this is why no one should do a small group until they have enough people in their community in their audience right and you are willing to create interest with people which means you want to put it out far enough that you are going to then and it's going to be more work than you think it's going to be it's going to be calling people it's going to be um probably in the beginning getting people one by one into the group it's going to be your existing clients it's going to be maybe doing a workshop maybe it's going to be doing some sort of webinar or business development opportunity getting people in your first uh cohort is going to be more work than you think it's going to be likely what? so that is what's scary about it uh -huh. and you are probably going to have some period of time where there is a goose egg on people that have registered 
And our brain is like, why would I do that? Why exactly would I put myself out there and have no one show up to my birthday party? Uh Right. And so working through those are like super norm. And I wouldn't be telling you. And here's the other thing. Like, so what if nobody shows up? First of all, you are going to be able to hustle your way into getting people into this group. And it may be a hustle. And that's where you trust your future self to figure it out. But it's okay to be scared. It's okay to work, like have no idea how you're going to get people into the group. But you're going to have to, if you want to do this, you have to draw the line in the sand and, and get all those little details figured out as much as possible. You know, and set the goal. I want 10 people in. Push yourself. I want 15 people in. Or I can only do... I can only do 10, so I'm gonna do 10. Um, I'm adding in the one 30 minute call, like have all those specs written out and get it in your brain that you are going to hustle to fill up that group. And it's part of your larger plan. It's not about, like I was telling Mel, it's not about this first group. It's about figuring out how to do it, figuring out how to deliver it, figuring out how to sell it, figuring out how to talk about it, And that is going to be your focus for six months. Maybe you'll run it twice. Maybe halfway through you launch it again. And that's the focus. Uh You know, it's not, it's not about this one launch. And so when you think of it that way, it's going to be easier. Yeah. It's going to be easier. Yeah. Yeah, that works. That helps. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, guys. Um, stay on if you want to do the interview with Shay. Um, either way, hope you have a great day. We'll talk soon. Bye. Hi, guys. Lindsay here. If you love this podcast, I want to ask you to do three things to help us and to help us grow mindset and mental performance coaching. The first is to subscribe to this podcast. It helps us and it helps you because you'll never miss an important episode. The second thing is to rate and review. You guys, that stuff really does help, I promise. And just taking a minute and clicking those stars and leaving a review about an episode that you like really does help us. And the third would please share an episode that particularly resonated with you with some that you love. You'll be doing them a favor, I promise. All right, guys, thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next week. Bye for now.